Welcome to Musings of an Extrovert. My name is Darvin Montes. I am your host. Uh, before we begin, please like, subscribe, go ahead and hit that bell. And uh, yeah, leave a comment if you'd like and let me know how, how you like the podcast, what you'd like to hear from the podcast. This podcast, we talk about life, love, finance, and scripture. Uh, and that's what we're going to continue doing. Uh, so if you have anything that's in those those categories that you'd like to hear me talk about, I'd love to uh, discuss those very things on here. Uh, so today's episode, we are continuing to talk about some finance, uh, personal finance, but we have to understand some things in general when it comes to the financial world. Um, so uh, I've talked in a couple episodes already we talked about budgeting, your personal budget, how you budget into your life. Uh, and then we also talked about a bunch of different definitions so people can understand what certain things are. Uh, understanding what the heck a uh, 401k is. That was actually the title of one of the episodes. What the heck is a 401k? Uh, you know, most people don't actually know what their 401k is other than that they put money in it and they expect it to be their retirement. Um, that's basically the, the most of what people actually understand about it. So I did that episode because I wanted people to understand what it was. Um, I had heard people say, do you actually know what it is? And yes, you can know what it is, is the answer. Uh, and so that was that episode we talked about more than just the 401k we talked about 403bs we talked about iras roth iras we talked about hsas savings accounts uh and then real estate uh and we're gonna actually be talking about more things uh in this episode we're gonna focus in on a vehicle that pertains a lot to the 401k 403b the ira and the roth iras uh and all the roth options uh, and this is a very cool one uh, because there's plenty of information out there in the world. So please go ahead and verify all the information that I, I'm telling you. You can go to Charles Schwab. They have plenty of information out there. Charles Schwab is a fiduciary, so they need, by law, to give you the right information about all of these things. Uh, same things with places like Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, uh, any of the big places where you would go and sell, buy stocks, all of those things, you can go find them uh, on those sites. So they they all have some sort of definition for all of these things. And they're all basically the exact same definition because they are uh, fiduciaries and they have to give you the most accurate information or at least try to give you the most accurate information and they can get sued by the government if they don't. So... Uh, Today, we're actually going to talk about mutual funds. Now, what the heck is a mutual fund? Let me take a sip of water and then I'll tell you. So, you guys, you know what a stock is, right? You know, at least you know the basics of that it is ownership in a company. You own a tiny piece of a company, so you're an owner when you have a stock. Well... Stocks are, they're a really great thing that's come to this country and something that's helped a lot of people build wealth. 
Um, but what you may not know is that a lot of those people build wealth through mutual funds. Um, so let's talk about stocks real quick. I'll, I'll describe what a stock is, how you might use it, how some people might use it. Um, and then from there, we'll go and talk about the mutual fund because it's important to understand what a stock is and how stocks are used in order to understand how a mutual fund would then be used uh, beyond that. So I have a couple things written down here. Uh, so how do you make money buying and selling stocks? Well, you uh, would buy the stock and then you would go and sell it. How do you make money doing anything? It's the exact same thing as when you go to a, uh, I don't know, you go to a thrift shop, you see a couple of really good articles of clothing that are for sale for two, three, four dollars there. And then you turn around and you go and sell it somewhere else for a bigger price. That's more or less the gist of buying and selling a stock and making money that way. You can buy it at a low price because stocks go up and down. If you look at any any chart of stocks, whether it's Coca-Cola, whether it's Apple, whether it is Microsoft, Google, Facebook, you will see a line that comes with it. And this line is doing this all the time. It is going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. There are people out in the world who will buy stocks when at least try to buy stocks when they're at the lowest and then sell them at their highest. And they can there's a bunch of models and predictors of when it is and some people do well and then a lot of people do poorly and they buy and sell and they lose a lot of money doing it that way. Um, so that is one way that you can do it. So you have two people, some some people do well, some people don't. Um, and that's exactly the same way that it is in you know the buying and selling world. Some people do well at selling, some people don't. Um, then there's also the buy and hold strategy where you go, you buy a stock and you hold it for a long period of time expecting that that business will still be around, expecting that that business will also rise in value. Um, this is another way that you can purchase stocks. Uh, it is risky though, because if you decide to spend $1,000 on one stock, you are betting that that one company will not just totally tank and get destroyed, but you're betting not only that its value will go up, but that that, that company will stay around. Um, and so that is risky because you're putting all your eggs in one basket as it were. Now that is, you know, some ways that people make money off of stocks. Then there's a couple other ways that are a little bit more, uh, let's say they're more risky. Um, even though buying a stock is, is taking a risk as well. Uh, but these other ways are a little more risky. There's stuff called options. And options trading is when you are basically making a contract with someone else saying, hey, you have a stock. I want to buy that stock at this price. So at the current price that it is, if this stock goes up in value later on, and you're usually doing it within a time frame. So let's say it was a two month time frame. I don't really buy options, so I don't know what the time frames are that they do. But let's call it a two two month time frame. And you say at the end of this two month time frame, I want to purchase your stock at the price that it is now. So let's say that the price is 15 bucks. 
and this company is actually well a good company and it is growing in value people are buying their products they're trying to get this thing well the there's a likelihood that the price the stock price could go up but you made a contract with that person that person and or that financial entity and you said i want to buy this at the end of this two months so let's say you get to the end of those two months and the stock price is now 20 bucks well you contracted with them to buy it at 15 so you made five bucks that's essentially the the uh, the world of options trading uh, there's a couple different ways that you can do it that can become a very risky thing to do because again you're still betting on one company so and you're also betting that at the time that you purchase the price of that stock didn't just totally plummet and then come back up later on so it could have gone down to twelve dollars and then you lost three bucks because you purchased it at 15 and not at its current market value uh, so that is a risk that you take on when you're doing options trading but all of that is within the world of buying a single stock now uh, why do i keep you know pointing that out putting all your eggs in one basket because insert the mutual fund and now you have something that is super duper cool um you may have heard of index funds uh you may have heard of growth stock mutual funds you may have heard of um mutual funds with like growth and income um in mutual funds that have dividends on them uh you may have heard of a bunch of different types of stuff um but essentially a mutual fund you may have even heard of hedge fund which is not the same as a mutual fund uh, but mutual funds these are all things that basically the concept is okay the same way that if you didn't want to just buy one stock you wanted to buy let's say you had 100 bucks and you wanted to buy 30 stocks well that would take a lot of effort you would have to go into your um, your Fidelity, your Charles Schwab account, you'd have to say, I want to buy all of these stocks. Um, and then you'd actually have to make those purchases. Well, when you buy a stock, uh, if the stock is typically there is a, like an exchange fee. Uh, and if there's no exchange fee, then there's other fees that are involved on that transaction. Uh, if you purchase that 30 times, that can become a very expensive thing. Well, the mutual fund makes this a non-existent problem because the mutual fund says, hey, you can buy a piece of this mutual fund, you can buy into it, and now you can spend that 100 bucks and we will spread that amount of money among 100 to 500 different stocks. Um, there are mutual funds that follow the 500, the S&P 500, that would be what would be known as an index fund where it follows the S&P and the S&P is the 500 biggest companies um, in the United States. And so it's a pretty good index of what the market is doing. That's why in the news station, they'll tell you what the S&P is doing. Um, and that's why they'll tell you what, what the Dow is doing. These are all indices. They're indexes of, of the market as a whole. 
And so when you see them saying, oh my gosh, the S&P 500 crashed 300 points, you know, some crazy amount of um, points, that's because they're saying, oh my goodness, the market as a whole, because of those top 500 companies showing stock prices dipping, there's something going on within the economy. And it's a good index um, of the economy. Well, a mutual fund helps you to spread your money across all of those. So an a, um, index fund would take a look at your S&P 500, for instance, and it spreads it across those 500 companies. So whenever one company is doing bad, you might have you know 30 other companies that are doing very well in that index. And so that helps to keep you from losing too much when it's going down it also will keep you from getting extreme highs when you have some companies that are doing incredible and then some companies that are not, but it'll help you follow the index, that average amount that's going on throughout it. It'll help you follow that. Uh, so it's a really cool uh, way to invest because it helps to diversify, which this is a word that's used within investing all over the place. Diversification is super important. This helps you diversify without having to expend too much energy in trying to, you know, buy all of those different things. If you have, take it like this, if you are the owner of a restaurant, would you want to have just one plate on the menu? Well, no, because you're going to have a bunch of people who don't have a taste for that one plate. So you diversify your menu a little bit. You might diversify it a lot, like you could be... I don't know what's a restaurant that serves a lot in Virginia Beach. There's a place called Maggie McFly's. Their menu is outrageously big. I don't recommend Maggie McFly's. Um, sorry, Maggie McFly's. If you see this, I don't recommend it at all because it's too big of a menu too big. They don't do some of their meals very well because they have so many things that they have to do on that menu. So they give you a bunch of different options. Some of them might taste good, but some of them are not very good. Uh, and so you lose customers when it's too big uh, and you can you can get some losses when you decide to diversify way too big. I think you can diversify way too big. Uh, but think of it like this. You have Maggie McFly's, which has like ultra huge amount. You're going to get a much bigger group of people coming, but you're going to lose off a lot of people. Now you have a menu that's got only one you're going to get whoever loves that one thing, but then all those other people are going to fall off. So in the case of like a cheesesteak stand, uh, well, you can have a bunch of different options for the cheesesteak. Obviously, your product is the cheesesteak, but you have different options that you can throw on it. You can throw onions and peppers and cheese, uh, just cheese and steak, and that's it, and that's all the person wants. Or you can put, you know, the works. You can get lettuce, tomato, all of this stuff. Uh, if you're in Philly right now, you probably think I'm, you know, I'm being very heretical because it really should just be cheese, onions, and nice cherry peppers. Um, that's a great, great cheesesteak right there. Anyways, the mutual fund helps to diversify your portfolio without you having to go and actively put your money into a million different things. Uh, and so a mutual fund is awesome. I'm going to read to you the definition from Charles Schwab so you can hear it from me, and this is from the Charles Charles Schwab um, website, so you can actually go and look this up as we speak. But 
The definition is a mutual fund is an investment vehicle that pools money from many investors and mutually buys stocks, bonds, and other securities. So it's not just stocks. Uh, you can buy bonds and other securities with it. The investments are professionally managed, making mutual funds a simple way to get broad exposure without having to constantly monitor the performance of many different investments. And then under that, it also has a couple um, lines and they read like this. Mutual funds offer you a range of benefits, diversification, access, a mix of asset classes, including domestic and international stocks, bonds, and commodities. It's low costs. It reduces the investment, the investing costs with no transaction fee uh, and uh, mutual funds from leading fund families. One investment can give you cost-effective exposure to dozens or even hundreds of thousands of individual securities. So you can really get diverse with a mutual fund and have a ton of different stocks in it. Or you can have you know, just a simple index fund that follows the S&P 500. And then you have professional management. That's another side of it. You have people that are managing it um, and buying and selling when it's necessary. Uh, and so these are people who are a little bit more specialized. They know the markets a little more. So you know, Joe Schmo over here who decides he wants to invest, he can either choose to learn and, you know, take a lot of time to learn how to buy and sell stocks, or he can buy mutual funds. And then there's someone else who has done all that work, who has been learning how to buy and sell stocks for years, and they still don't necessarily have the ability to outperform the market. Some people do, some people don't, most people don't. Um, and they will buy and sell the stuff for you. Um, so that is actually a really great asset to the mutual fund. Um, and it doesn't just have you working with a person and they, ha they have to go and manage all of your, your stocks. You can manage these mutual funds. Uh, it's very easy for you to manage your mutual funds, you to go and say, Hey, I want to buy this mutual fund and this mutual fund. Then for you to say, I'm going to go buy 500 different stocks and then pay the transaction fees for each of those different stocks. It's a whole mess. So mutual funds are a really great way to invest. And I want to just drive this a little bit further uh, because you guys probably have a 401k. You probably have a 403b. And like I said in that last video, you should go check it out. It's called What the Heck is a 401k? Um, in that video, I explained that your 401k, your 403b, your IRA... Uh, Brian also explained this with me. These are all cookie jars. They are the container for all of your investments. Most 401ks, most 403bs, most IRAs give you access to a whole host of mutual funds. And this is really great because if it's going to be something that you aren't going to be actively going in and learning to do all of those things, you want something that you can trust that has been time tested to continually give you a return. So since the stock market began, the stock market has always continued to go up. And I'm not saying that it, it every single day has gone up. I'm saying that if you put a line through all of the ups and downs going all the way from the beginning of the stock market to now, the stock market has continued to increase. So if you invested when the stock market began to now, you would have 
significantly more money now than you did when the stock market began. And that is an awesome, awesome, awesome thing. That's awesome news for all of us because we can invest in this stuff and not have to look at individual stocks and try to figure out which one's going to do it. We can just follow what the market is doing and make money. That is a really cool thing. Um, so your mutual fund is important and you have 401ks, you have 403bs, you have IRAs, you have all of these things that you can buy these mutual funds in. And like I said, again, most of you want to just have something that's going to be automated. It's going to happen every month. You know, your employer is going to pull, you know, 200, 300, 400, 500 dollars from your paycheck. You know, maybe more if you're making more money. You're going to have your employer pulling all of that out and putting it into your investment funds. And you want to know that it's going to go into an investment that's going to work for you. So mutual funds are a really great way to do this. Uh, and so I wanted to explain that to you guys. I wanted to explain what a mutual fund was. That way you can make more informed decisions as you are looking towards uh, investing or if you're just getting into it. Um, go on that journey. Learn what it's like. And um, there's a lot of people out there. there there's a lot of... Uh, People who will try to tell you don't do it. Um, there will be a lot of people who are just like, I don't really know what it is. So it feels like you can't find any advice. But let me tell you, the internet is full of a bunch of really great resources. And I think it's important to go and seek them out. Um, and yeah, just look at the data too. I mean, at the very least, go and look at a stock market chart. Look at from the very beginning to now and see what it's done. Um, and you'll be very surprised. You can you can do a lot. If you put $100 in to investments monthly from age 25 all the way to 65, you would probably be a millionaire by that point. I don't have the exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure it would end up being at millionaire status between now and then if the stock market returns the way that it has continued to return in its entire life. Um, so, that said, I thank you for joining me. Uh, and none of this constitutes uh, any type of financial advice. This is all simply for informational purposes. So please do not take it and go and just start buying a bunch of stocks or anything like that. Um, this is just so you can know, here's what's out in the world. Here's what's available to you. Uh, and here's something that you may not have understood before but you think you might have a little bit more of an understanding now. And I would go to charlesschwab.com and read the literature that's on it. Um, and then go ahead and talk with a financial advisor if you want to start working on getting investments going. Have something in your retirement. Have some extra money for a bridge account if you're going to get to retirement a little bit earlier. If you want to be in the fire movement, what is it going to take for you to be a part of the fire movement? If you want to live debt-free, what is it going to take for you to live debt-free? Talk with someone who is a financial expert and can help you with that. Uh, so this is from just a financial nerd at home, um, musing about finance on a regular basis. Uh, so take it, leave it. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a wonderful day.